Hello and welcome to another Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. Luke Taylor back in the lovely Cork, 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 Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast Headquarters Empire Studio. I made it out alive from the Big Apple. What an experience. If you don't know, now you know. I went to the Union Grand Cru Bordeaux tasting. Um, had a great interview with Fabian Tegan, which was uh, last week from uh, the winemaker from Chateau Smith Hot Lafitte. And uh, what a great time. What a great time. And it makes me want to go to Bordeaux to do some podcasts. So if you want to help us, um, subscribe, rate, and review. That helps us get to more people. And also every week when a new podcast comes out, it's right there in your you know podcast episode bin. Uh, also like us and follow us on or subscribe on YouTube. Get that out a little bit. We're, uh, if you're watching me, hi. If you're not watching me, you don't know what I'm doing with my hands. It's kind of interesting. And if you really want to get us to Bordeaux, because if you get us to Bordeaux, we will bring more great podcasts to you. Support us on the, or support me, it's not us. Uh, maybe my alter ego, Lucifer. That's what one of my buddies, uh, moms used to call me Lucifer. I don't think I'm any close to being Lucifer, but here nor there. But uh, join and support us on our uh, Patreon page, www.patreon.com backslash Cork and Taylor. That would be much appreciated. And we'll get us to provide more great content and obviously get us to some more places because Luke Taylor loves in-person interviews. So wanted to do a little podcast on my most memorable wines and the notes I put because I am not, I would say not one of my, one of my strong parts when it comes to wine is tasting, like tasting notes. Um, I kind of struggle with that. I, I don't, I don't know if my sensories are not uh, loaded properly or correct, but I'm working on it. So I like one word descriptors and I either like a wine or I don't. So and I don't do like, I don't like doing top tens because especially in California where I sell people's wines and it might be number four, I might get some grief. So I'm doing the political thing that I am, the political person that I am, Luke Taylor, party of greatness or the party of wine. There should be another political party in America called the party of wine. Everybody would be happy. The wine would be flowing. It'd be great. But so I was going to do 10 of my most memorable wines, but I kind of got carried away. Um, and you'll tell by some of these notes, uh, some are pretty much the same. But the first wine, obviously the most memorable because I had him on the podcast, was um, the, uh, Fabian Teigen, the Chateau Smith Hot Lafitte. And retails for about 150 to 165 bucks. Uh, 2020 vintage was freaking spectacular. I cannot say enough how good the vintage was. And oh crap, I've got the uh, shed key in the back of my pocket. Sorry, I was rubbing my butt. Uh, hopefully I get home before my wife and kids, uh, cause I think they might need it tonight cause there's something in there, uh, for, to go skiing, but anyway, here and there. So the 2020 vintage was spectacular, juicy, nice nose. Um, it was good. Uh, and I tried, there's probably 110 plus wines. I probably tried 40 of them and it got, to, got to a point where I'm like, I need to stop cause my mouth was just like puckered and dried out. So obviously some good tannins, but the Chateau Smith hot Lafitte was lush and penetrating mouthfeel. I do like sexual references. If people know me well enough, I, I enjoy a good sexual reference. The funny thing is, 
This got 100 points by uh, Jeb Dunnick, who still has not responded to my request to be on the podcast. Uh, James Suckling, who gave it 102. And Robert Parker, who I didn't think was still doing it, but someone under the Robert Parker umbrella. 100 points, and I can see why. 65% Cabernet Sauvignon, 30% Merlot, 4% Cab Franc, and 1% Petit Verdot. Long-lasting finish. I tasted like some graphite, and it was definitely penetrating. I put penetrating twice in my notes, so obviously it was penetrating. Second wine, in no specific order, was the Chateau Canon from Saint-Emilion. Uh, retails for 150 bucks. Nice mouthfeel. Graphite must be just more expensive wine. Nice. And this was later on in the, uh, the, the, the afternoon. It was an afternoon trade tasting. It was packed, just wall-to-wall, elbow-to-elbow. I feel drunk. I put that down. That was in my notepad. I feel drunk. So uh, obviously that wasn't the first or second wine I tasted. Then I'm going to go to uh, Pomerol, Chateau Gazine, uh, $85. I've seen that around, never tasted it. 90% Merlot. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, nice fruit, very soft on the palate. And obviously that's Merlot coming through. And um, who's the idiot says Merlot's not very good? Uh, man, I tasted some really good Merlot's. One of my all-time favorites, had to try it. So I've never had the Smith Hot Lafitte. I've had the Le Petit Hot, um, which is excellent, uh, great table wine, as Fabian would say it, who's the winemaker and obviously knows something about something. The Chateau Canon I've never had, the Gazine I never had, and this wine I absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. It's Margot. And if anybody knows me, my two favorite wine regions are Napa and Margot, and they're they're pretty close as to um, who's first. Chateau Brand Cantonac, 80 bucks, five stars or five udders. I'm going to start doing the uh, the cow system, five udders. Wow. I put that down. W-O-W. Wow. Blackberries, and I have blackberries, blueberries, cantaloupe, and some grapes with uh, non-fat, plain Greek yogurt, <clears throat> little dose of vanilla um, every day. So if you know me, I'm very kind of regimented, weird, I know. Great mouthfeel. The greatest, the greatest thing of this, it's right close to one of my other favorites, which is can be confusing, is Chateau Cantonac Brown, which is a little bit cheaper. It's fifty-five bucks. They're literally right across the road from each other. Um, graphite, slight power, so a little bit of power in that. Uh, elegant with some ageability. Retails for about fifty-five bucks is what kind of the average I've seen in the um, pre-sales, and. Uh, I put this down. Fuck, I, I swallowed. Uh, that was probably one of the only wines I swallowed, the Cantonac Brown. And I'm going to be buying some of that. I'll probably be buying all of these except for um, the Canon. And I don't know why I'm not going to buy it. Uh, maybe because of the price tag. I don't know. But it was good. But the Chateau Cantonac Brown got the Swallow Award uh, for the tasting. Um, it's always funny to see uh, people in the trade spit. And I mean, I'm, I fall to that. You know, you see the you know, spitting and there's shit coming down their face. Um, there's really no art about it. I, I need to talk to my boy, uh, Master Psalm, Larry O'Brien, and see if there's any elegance. And maybe he, we can do a little kind of funny spoof on how to spit properly a, a, uh, some wine. That might be a fun thing to do. But uh, And I'll see him in a couple weeks for the Cork and Taylor Wine Madness. Get ready, folks. It's going to be great. Uh, I think we got 22, 20, 2020 or 22 wines. Um Signed up, uh, all former guests of the Cork and Taylor podcast, and there's some there's some good ones. Actually, they're all good ones. 
But um, yeah, the Chateau Cantonac Brown, I mean, for 55 bucks, always consistent. First, uh, and I love Margot, so we've got two Margots right there, and then we're going to stay in Margot uh, probably for the next uh, 20 wines. Um, shit, actually, one, two, three, four more wines are in Margot. I've never had this wine. Is the Chateau des Acs, uh, 50 bucks, great acidity, good, welcoming nose, and excellent balance. For 50 bucks, can't go wrong. I'm trying to think where Margot would be for me in, in Napa if I had to compare it to another kind of AVA. Um, I have to think about that. Maybe Oakville? Yeah, maybe Oakville. Next one I've never had before was the Chateau Gincors, Gicors, Gicors. Uh, 65 bucks. Excellent, bright fruit, age worthy, and tannins are solid. And that was a really nice wine. Um, Margot, Margot. We're going to go to Margot. A wine I've seen here and there, and I know, um, one of the Instagram guys I follow and kind of chat with a little bit, uh, Attorney Psalm, he, he's a big fan, I think, of this wine, Chateau Kerwin, Kerwin, Kerwan, Kerwin, Kerwan, 50 bucks, delicious, great fruit, silky mouthfield, coats your mouth. I love when it coats the mouth. And it's also across the street from one of my favorites, Chateau Pure Lachine, which was only 40 bucks for 2020. Excellent, nice fruit, and very nice talents. Tannins, talons. I think they were a hawk. <laughs> talons. Um, anyway, yeah, the Chateau Pure Lachine. I've got quite a bit of it. Um, not a bit. I've got some left. I've got 05, 04 and 05, and I also have a big bottle. I don't know when that's from. It might be 09. Um, that's great value. Mar- Mar- Margot has some great value. So I said to the person tasting, I don't know who it was. I don't know if I might have been the owner, and I said to her, do you guys ever make a bad wine? And she looked at me, she's like, no. And then she laughed. She's like, it's a joke, right? I said, yeah. I said, I've had your wine multiple vintages and it's just consistent. Same with brand Cantonac, same with Cantonac Brown. And it was tough at this tasting because you really, after a while, you really couldn't talk um, to the different people pouring, whether it was the general manager, the owner, the winemaker, um, he really couldn't. So it was very difficult. And I was hoping to get some more content. I was actually going to do, I really wanted to do, go around and ask um, uh, two questions to maybe, you know, a handful of these people, just some good questions, but couldn't because it was elbow to elbow. It was literally two to three people deep. And, uh, but it was worth going to. So a wine I've never had, uh, the Chateau Seran, which is 40 bucks. It's um, Merlot dominant. It's like jelly-like, but not in a bad way. We're not talking about like Camus jelly, like like it's just, it's good. Like it's good, like it's homemade, you know, um, boutique style jelly. Like the jelly from Traverse City. They make good jelly up in Traverse City and I like jelly. Tannins abound, soft. Graphite, fantastic. I put great, but I want to say fantastic in the mouth. Um, I'm really big about mouthfeel. I know that's uh, kind of creepy to some of you that know me um, and I make sexual comments a lot, but um I am head of HR at Cork and Taylor, so we haven't had any complaints. And it's just me. So the next one is another one I've had before from Saint-Julien. Um, great nose. Chateau Bay Chevalier. 90 bucks. Silky with excellent tannin structure. Wish they made a cologne. I said that to the guy pouring, and uh, he had really nice green pants. Really nice green pants. It made me want to get, uh, they're kind of like like a soft green, not a neon green, but they weren't like a hunter green. 
I kind of want to get a suit in that. I actually took a photo of, of, of him um, or the bottle and it had his pants in the back. I don't know if that's weird or not. Um, it wasn't a crotch shot. I just want to throw that out there. But the wine is so good. It's The Chateau Bay Chevalier was so good. And the cologne is why I just want to wear it. You know, like sometimes I just want to bathe in, in a great wine. It'd be fun to just keep it on me and just smell it. It had a great nose. Another wine I've never had and uh, is 90% Merlot and uh, 10% Cabernet Franc is the Chateau Pavie McQueen, which uh, 86 bucks is where I kind of saw it online for the uh, pre-sells or pre-orders or whatever the hell you want to call them. And um, futures, for the futures. And very impressed. Very, very impressed. Uh, I believe the owner's son or the owner was there. Didn't get a chance to talk to him, but the wines were delicious. Really nice label. Kind of stood out. Um, from Saint-Emilion. Uh, power with finesse. Wow. Fruit Loops characteristic. Awesome finish. You know, Fruit Loops are just... You get the ones, like the especially the generic ones I get for Jack, my youngest who loves Fruit Loops. Never finishes them. Drives me nuts. Um, and if you wait too long, they get really soggy. But Fruit Loops I love, and I don't eat them much, and I never really grew up eating them, but they're just, there's something about them. Like, they're very distinctive, and they're memorable, too. I wonder how Fruit Loops would taste with a good, like, with that wine. That'd be kind of a cool pairing. Chateau Pavie McQueen and uh, Fruit Loops. Uh, Chateau Pavie McQueen, if you're listening, can you send me a bottle, and I'm going to pair it with Fruit Loops. Um, I think that would be, uh, that would be really good. And um, a couple posts I put on Instagram from the tasting. I mean, it was it was a great tasting. It was just, it was hard. My wife said, was it worth going to? And I said, yes, it was in the sense of I made, you know, I met a good contact. I really want to go to Bordeaux. At least I have, I know someone that's over there that can kind of put me in touch with some other people and get some, pick some brains and ideas. But it was interesting because I did some stuff and, and I said to them, Pavi McQueen, I said, I'd love to get you on the podcast. They said, absolutely. Let me know. So that's the goal. Um, I am going to Napa sooner than later and getting, uh, I think 11 or 12 podcasts. And I'd love to go to Bordeaux for four or five days and just get maybe, you know, maybe not try to get four or five a day like I do in Napa or Sonoma is just really get maybe like three and just really soak it in, get some really good social media content, just soak it in, get some really good interviews, maybe go to some places that, uh, just taste some places that, um, that maybe I don't do interviews with, but just do some fun stuff. But that's the goal. And I and I also, too, I need to go to um, Sonoma. I want to spend a, a solid day or two in Sonoma next time I go to Napa. Still go to Napa for a day or two, get some interviews there, and then do Sonoma because there's some really good stuff coming out there. There always has been, but even more so. I mean, we were, uh, we've were we done Meadowcroft. We've done Kaluna. We've done Ramey. Um, we're going to be doing Pride. Uh, Steve Pride, and he's partly, I think, most majority on Napa, I think. Maybe it's Sonoma, but here nor there. I'm going to put my left leg in Napa and my right leg in Sonoma and take a photo. Oh, we forgot the last wine. The last wine, and I was like, really good. I have some in my in my basement. I'm kind of tempted to, I have some of the, in my basement of some of these, like the uh, Chateau Brown, uh, Cantonac Brown, the um, Brown Cantonac, um, some other stuff, and especially this wine, and I can't pronounce it. That's the problem, I think, with French wine. I forgot to ask Fabian this. Um, is Do you think what's holding French wines back is you can't freaking pronounce them? Or people like my, me that are ignorant that had like nine years of formal French education, uh, French-Canadian education, I might add. 
And I think I got a C in it in college because I just didn't really care. I took it at the Illinois University of Illinois Chicago as a class. Took it for two years. I think I got a C. Horrible. Wasn't the best student my first three years of college, but then the light bulb went on. But last wine is from Passac Longueuil. Whatever that is. 45 bucks. Chateau Meliorac Lagerver. I think I pronounced it pretty good. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't put that down. I'm just telling you wow, wow, wow. 45 bucks. 45 freaking bucks. It was delicious. I heard they're white. I didn't do their white. I only did one white, actually. Um, I was just, you know, because there's only so many. And I had a plan. Like, I remember talking to Larry O'Brien last year. You got to have a plan. It was, do I taste maybe all Margot? Or do I taste? I, my goal was to taste some of my favorites and some new stuff. And I tasted a lot of Margot um, because I love it. But the Malurac was was delicious. Nice tannins, balanced fruit, great flavor, soft and elegant. For 45 bucks, I might have to get me a bottle of that or two or three. Um, so I kind of decided what I want to buy. And uh, all these wines, I'm, I'm going to buy a couple bottles, I think, of each. Um, just because, you know, you, you spend the money now and I might not get it to the fall of 2023. And I was looking at my basement and I don't have a lot of space. That's a first world problem when you don't have enough space for wine. So I've got to decide how I'm going to go about it. I would say California reigns uh, my my sphere and then Bordeaux is the second. And the whole conversation with Fabian, uh, or actually talking to Fabian after, he said, you know, for his wine, eight years. Eight years is the perfect, where like the body is all in one, all in one motion. And that really made me think about a lot of things and how I maybe sell her stuff collect stuff and maybe on some of these wines I'm waiting too long but then sometimes you 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 do it too soon so have to decide but great wines I'll be curious to see what uh what you guys the listeners think uh, drop me a note if you're listening on Facebook let me know uh, or not Facebook on YouTube or watch it's not listening watch it on YouTube put something in the comments down below and I'd be curious to think what, what curious to hear what you think because um I'm always, I always like to learn and, uh, some of these people like score wine on uh, Instagram or some of these other attorney Psalm, they do a really good job about and even passion of poor. Another guy, uh, I've gotten to know a little bit. He, uh, he was putting something about the Chateau Saran on there and I, I got a hold of him. I said, man, the, the 2020 for 40 bucks. Wow. Wow. And their Merlot's just different in Bordeaux. It's just different. It's like nice fruit kind of not fruity just like nice fruit but like bold like good tannins good tannins there's some wines there were some wines i was disappointed with lynch baj which i told my buddy steve thanks steve Shear, who supports us on the patreon uh, page um and i talked to him about because he's a big bordeaux head or bordeaux wine wine guy and i was telling him about the 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 lynch baj i was kind of disappointed i really like lynch baj and he said that's a wine you have to lay down and my thing is with wine is I like to taste it now and kind of project or see where it's going to go. And I just, I couldn't see it with a Lynch Baj. And there's a couple others that were just so tight and muted, but great event, a great event. Got to see Michael Wayne Bickler, who was on the podcast. He was a busy man. I yelled, go blue. And he turned around and kind of just, I don't know if he walked away or not. He said, hi, and how are you? But he was busy. So I, I get that. 
but great event him and his staff put on. Great event that the Union Grand Cru uh, of Bordeaux uh, put on. Um, if you've never been to one of those, they have a trade portion if you're in the trade. Uh, one 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 thirty to five, and that night they do um, a, a public to the the consumers, and you know just it's all about the wine. There's some great wines there. There's sauteurs. There's a um, whole bunch of the different Madoc. There's Pomerol. There's Saint-Emilion. There's Margot. Uh, you name it, and a lot of the key figures in each winery are there. I believe they do about seven. I should know this because I interviewed Michael for an hour. Uh, they do about seven different stops: Toronto, San Francisco, New York, Chicago. Um, God, where else are they going? I think Seattle this year. And it's just a really, it's a really good event. The the pro, I think if I do when I do go back, I don't know if I'll go back next year. I was going to go back to Chicago just because that's my, you know, third city. Um, lived there for eight years. Met my lovely wife there. Went to school there times two. Uh, kind of just, you know what? It's like Chicago, New York. New York's very congested. Chicago's a little bit more laid back. And if I was comparing the two tastings, one was before COVID, one was obviously now, I would say I'd like Chicago better. It's more laid back, less people. And um, so I think I met, but it was on my wife's birthday, so I couldn't do it. But uh, we had a good birthday. Went for sushi. So yes, thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with a overview. I'm actually going to do the first time uh, my guy, the, the Tall Mike, who does the Tall Mike uh, Wine Podcast. He did a did a podcast um, in the car. So that's what I'm going to do next week. Kind of an overview. I'm going to drive down 29 and maybe uh, Silverado Trail on the way back, and just kind of give you my opinions of wine and my thoughts. Um, should be interesting. Hopefully, I don't get pulled over. And uh, it should be fun. But thanks for listening. Just don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Subscribe also on YouTube. Tell your friends because the more people, it takes you a couple seconds or two. Just tell your friends if you like the podcast. Obviously, some people do. Actually, a lot of people do. We get a good good listeners each week, and I appreciate that. And um, if you want to help the cause and join our Patreon site, I appreciate it. www.patreon.com backslash Cork and Taylor. We'll be back next week. We'll have some great news. We've got a partner in the works, and we've got the Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. But more importantly, the main thing that's all I care about is keep drinking the good stuff. 